Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, happy Monday to everyone listening. Get ready to be inspired. My guest today is Yuri Williams. He is the founder of A Future Superhero and Friends. Welcome back to the show, Yuri. Hey, Marcia, how you doing? I'm doing just great, and it's just delightful to have you rejoin me because I know you've been on my show before, and it's it's just great to have this opportunity to share what you love to do so much. Um, for those of you that might have uh, missed that first show, Yuri and I, we've known each other for over 20 years. I was doing the math, Yuri. When we met at the Westchester Family YMCA, I was the membership director, and Yuri was one of the basketball regulars in the gym, and that's how it started for us. And I I remember those days well because, Yuri, there are just some signature moments, and your striped socks were certainly one of them that I will never forget. But for those that um, missed our first show together, I thought you could just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and, you know, just so we can get to know you. Yeah, my name is Yuri Omar Sharif Williams. Uh, I'm a native of South Central Los Angeles, uh, born and raised here, and um, just here to uplift humanity. Yeah, you you are. I, and and not only is it a vision, it's it's an it's a reality that that what you do is um do exactly what you said, which is to uplift humanity. But you you have a professional background as well. Did you want to just let people know what you do when you're not yeah. out being Spider-Man? Yeah, um I followed my mother and uh, entered the probation field. I've been there for 20 years now as a juvenile correctional officer uh, in a mental health unit. Wow, that's 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 an that's important work. And you you mentioned your mom, and I don't think that we can continue doing this, having this conversation today, without honoring and having you tell us a little bit about your mom because I know what inspiration she has been in your life. So would you like to just tell everyone about your mom? Yeah. Um, I, I might start cheering up, but... Um, That's okay. This little lady came from Louisiana, Mansfield, Louisiana. Uh, she took a chance and she risked her uh, life, and she came out here and, um, you know, began a career with only $300 and... uh you know, she made her way through uh, L.A. County probation for 30-plus years as a probation officer, and uh, she raised me to become the person that I am today. I I know that, and I, and I know even though it's been it's been 11 years since she passed. Is that right, Yuri? Did she pass yeah, in 2009? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same year my husband passed. So even though 
in chronological numbers that was a while ago, over a decade ago, I know that she is always with you. And um, that's why when you start to speak about her, you do have that sense of emotion because of the impact that your mother has had on your life. It, it's it's pretty remarkable. It it truly is. And you've seen a lot. You've been you you've seen a lot in your line of work. And yeah. I, I know that that's true. Uh, and and so it's it's interesting. That and in the mental health um, division of, of probation also is is also an interesting part of what you do, but you started a nonprofit, a future superhero, and friends, and I want to let people know that you have a beautiful beautiful website that's just called a futuresuperhero.com where people can visit and learn a lot more about your your organization. But let's just sort of start at the very beginning, which sounds like a song from The Sound of Music, a very good place to start. <laughs> don't I don't want to start singing here. Um <laughs> but I could. But so when when did the nonprofit actually begin, Yuri? Um it started in 2017, but before then, okay. uh you know, uh I've been doing this, you know, all my life, but my mom passed away in 2009. I just, you know, lost myself, and I had to find something to get me back on track, and that's when I decided to create the uh, nonprofit. I think that's great. And it's not easy to put a nonprofit together, is it? Oh, no. No way. I mean, if you think uh, everybody thinks it's going to be easy and people are going to, you know, come help you and this and that, but, I mean, majority of the time you're doing all the work by yourself, you know. Yeah, I know that I know that you have a lot of people that support you, and we're going to be talking about all of the incredible partners that you have partnered up with along the way. And and just for those of you that are listening that are not part of the Los Angeles Greater Los Angeles community, um, there are so many shows that um, Yuri has been a part of and has been acknowledged by so many people and we're going to be talking about about what he's done, what you've done, Yuri, as you have visited this country. But I thought would be what would be great because every nonprofit has to have a vision, has to have a mission. Why don't you why don't you share what that what those what that mission and vision is? Yeah, our um our mission is to uh basically to provide essential services um, to those in need, such as uh, animals, homeless, veterans, elderly, men and women, uh, disabled, ill, and and children, and um, just try to, you know, uplift as many people as we possibly can. And, you know, our vision is to, you know, improve the quality of life and restoring um, dignity um, to those individuals that we meet and serve. Well, I, it's a, it's, not only is it a, a mission and a vision, but you live it. And yeah. I think that that's the other thing that makes you so credible and inspiring because a lot of organizations start with a mission statement and a vision, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you, not not all organizations are able to frankly keep it going. You're into right. your third year of doing this, and um, I know that it's not easy. And it's it's so interesting. I know that 
that you identify with Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, you know, means a lot to different people depending upon your age and when you grew up. And, I mean, I, there's another jingle I hear going, Spider-Man. You know, I mean, I could start <laughs> singing Spider-Man, you know, but I, I'm not because I'm not. But, but why did you decide to dress up like Spider-Man, identify with Spider-Man? Um, you know, like I said, growing up as a kid, uh, Spider-Man was some, something I'd always watched. And, you know, he would save the day and you wouldn't know who he was. And that's how, you know, I like to bless people as, you know, sometimes I send stuff to people and they don't even know that it came from me, you know, just anonymous type person. And the Spider-Man was that until, you know, he went home and took his clothing off, you know, and that's how I feel after I'm done completing my mission of helping people. You know, I get to go home and be full of energy and just and just relax, you know, and say that I've saved the day. It's it's interesting because obviously, um I'm considerably older than you. You've just described how my generation saw Superman. You know, Clark right. Kent by day, Superman by night, the rescuer and who knew, right? And right. I, I, that's 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 interesting. I never really thought of it that way. That that while you are Spider Man, you are absolutely in that moment, aren't you? Right. That's it. Yes, I I I, I can imagine that you are, and and because you visit so many people, whether they're young or old. Um, uh, you you're you're you you can't be missed i uh, you know you're you're not you're not acting silly you you are actually um mission driven to to be supportive and 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 you know and like you said it it it's it runs the gamut it isn't just one section of our population including not just humans but animals too and you know we're living in such oh, such difficult times right now that you know anything that can bring some smile to whoever is so welcomed we can't just only watch the news and we can't just only stay planted in front of our computers we have to have something that brings us joy and I, I think that that's you know part of what you do when when you when you become Spider-Man. But Spider-Man is not the only person that you dress up like, is it? No, no. I have a couple other uh, characters I dress up as, um, such as uh, Kylo Ren from Star Wars. I have a couple different uh, Spider-Man um, from Infinity Wars and other Spider-Man outfits. I also have Deadpool, which is kind of a newer. Uh, Marvel character, kind of, uh, I would say, uh, 18 and overish uh, character for adults. So, you know, it kind of brings you back to your childhood because it's funny and stuff. But I had to swing both ways and, you know, try to get one that, you know, the adults can relate to as well. I must tell you, I'm one of those over 18-year-olds. Um, and I, I hadn't heard of, of, of Deadpool. So, but I've certainly seen the costume and, dang, those I'm just out of curiosity. Those look so hot, and maybe it's just oh, that yeah. we're so hot right now. I would imagine that those costumes are really—they really must heat you up. But I mean, I'm driven to wear it as long as I have to. I've worn it—the um, all-black Kylo Ren in a 5K walk and like 100-degree weather. 
and I didn't take it off until I was done, you know, just to, just so I could fit, you know, give you the whole feel for that day. So I didn't take it off until I got to the car. Well, that's just another example of just your, I, I, I guess what I, what I feel about you is you have such humility and you're so genuine. There's nothing phony about you. You don't have to say, you know, here's my face now, but it's really not my real face. Oh, I'm going to be like Spider-Man, but I am nothing like Spider-Man. You know, right. you, you, I, I remember, you know, I remember, didn't we run into each other a few years ago when there was an encampment when I was working with Share Hope USA? Yeah, yeah, over in Westchester, oh, yeah. Yeah, over in Manchester Square where, frankly, that's where I was raised. That that housing tract was... Um, where I, where my parents lived, and then the airport has since bought that area, and they're doing really remarkable things there to bring um, car rentals and move, people movers over to the airport. But I remember seeing you there, and I'm thinking, whoa, this is so cool because you really do get out, and and it doesn't just happen by accident. I know that it doesn't happen by accident. You have to be very mindful, and you you plan what you do because you still work full time. And I don't know I don't know when you ever have time to relax, but you know I know that you keep a very very busy schedule. And one of the things I, I'd like to spend some some time focusing on is is the fifty state tour because. I I'd like to know I'd like to know how that all started. What was the inspiration that even got you going thinking that you wanted to do to go to all 50 states, Yuri? Um what happened was I was on Instagram one day and uh a friend of mine who I call my brother now, Rodney Smith Jr., traveled the uh whole you know, entire United States nine times. And he mows lawns for the single single mothers, disabled veterans, and uh, low income, you know, families that need it. And uh, when I saw him doing all this, and I mean, he he's doing it. He's probably mowing somebody's lawn right now because he does this every day. That's that's what he does for a living, and he loves doing it. And I could just relate to him, you know, seeing him and how honest and pure he was. And I reached out to him, and we went and had lunch. And I told him, I said, man, um, you know, I do this and that, and you know, I would like to i would be honored to go on tour with you one day and then he's like come on let's go you know and you know i thought about it and i'm like man i've been giving out you know a majority of my money you know i i keep the nonprofit going because you know i don't receive a lot of grants from a lot of people i don't you know so i have to do like gofundmes and patreons and stuff like that to raise money so you know i did a couple of uh overtime shifts uh last year during christmas time before we left and you know, I was I used some of that money, you know, to help this tour. So, you know, we we got we got going, we got on a tour and you know, all the different people that we went city to city and just seeing these people's faces light up when they, you know, see us coming. I think the first time I went I went as Spider Man and uh this this last uh trip I did it again, you know, I I dressed up as a Deadpool as an elf. So, you know, it was just all fun and games, everybody's laughing and you know, we're just all over the place visiting people, just making people smile, visiting kids at home, you know, ill children and stuff like that. And it was just amazing to see how the people, you know, would would help us when we're out there asking us do we need help in anything, directions, you know. And it, it was just like a, a, a feel-good 
holiday story, you know. So let me ask you, so I remember now that you say that about Rodney. So when he was mowing lawns at wherever wherever that location was, were you at that point doing your your drive to help the people that you were there to see, or were you working with him on the lawns? How did that start? Yeah, well, we, you know, I let him do his lawn thing, and uh, I, I mowed one, I think one and a half little lawns, because that, that mower is pretty heavy. So, <laughs> you know, I let him do his thing, so I sat there. You know, I helped him out, and then we would leave. And then, our, you know, then we'll go to my mission and go visit the children in the hospital. We went to Phoenix Hospital, and, you know, that when I took him in there, he just, you could just tell that, you know, he hadn't seen anything like this, and it kind of touched him, you know, and it, it woke him up to, you know, wanting to continue to help kids. You know, he's already helping kids, but it just wanted him to reach out and do more for other, you know, people with cancer or, you know, veterans and, and just do more for his uh, foundation as well, you know. Right. So where what where was your for you what where was your first spot where did you go for the first time? Um, Do you remember what we state you were in? I think it was Minnesota. No, was it Minnesota? No, it wasn't Minnesota. I can't remember offhand where where okay. I flew to. Yeah. Okay, but, but and then when you would go to a state like let's just let's just use Minnesota, when you would go to Minnesota, did you have a game plan like while we're in Minnesota we're going to go to X Y Z and then we're going to go to another state? Oh well, beforehand you know we were planning out um, which you know have all the driving stuff ready, and then you know I would go on Instagram and look for you know, ill children or if I found a, uh, or if, if Rodney found a veteran's uh, location we could go to, we would, you know, set it up that way and then, you know, tell them that day before we're almost here, so, you know, we're going to come by and stop by and see you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you made those arrangements sort of ahead of time and because you yeah. couldn't, did you stay on the road for the entire 50-state tour or did you come home and then oh, yeah. a few days later go back? How did no. you do that? It was all the the second tour was twenty six days I think we did it um, you know all I, I flew out to I forgot where I flew out to first and then we picked me up and then we drove all the rest of the forty eight states you know and then the last two we had to fly to Alaska and Hawaii and then you know that was it. So all right, so you must have put thousands of miles on a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, My you, God. You we use Rodney's personal car, so a Ford. If you're listening, this guy deserves a new a new Ford Expedition, please. There we go. Let's do it. So Rodney did all that. It was was it just the two of you? Two and a uh, car full of uh, Christmas gifts. You know, uh, um, tents for the homeless and other items for uh, kids I and see. stuff like. Yeah. Okay, so when you said Christmas gifts, so when you were that second time, what month was that then? Was that was that near the holidays? Yeah, it was uh, right after Thanksgiving. We took off the day after Thanksgiving, and then uh, you know, twenty six days after that. And that was in was that like December? Last yeah, year? November. De- oh yeah, last year, twenty twenty nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Dang. So I I I'm trying to imagine this. So. That's an enormous amount of driving and yeah. and different weather conditions and oh yeah oh my gosh I I mean it's one thing to take a road trip but to do what you did and then also I remember because I do follow you as well I remember 
I think there was a picture of you. Were you in a cockpit somewhere? Is that when you were going to Alaska or Hawaii or something? Yeah, that was the, uh, I believe that was Hawaii was the last one. And that was, you know, that's where I got to take the picture saying that I completed the, I felt like a kid again sitting in that little pilot seat. Oh, I bet, I bet. And did you, how did you know specifically what the needs were? Did you sometimes, was was your accomplishment, is, was just the ability to just bring a smile to that little kid laying in the hospital bed? Did you, you didn't necessarily have to bring him anything or her anything as much as you could just be there? Yeah, I mean, that's, we brought, um, we would stop. For the Christmas tour, what we did was uh, we saw a houseless person on the street. You know, we would ask them, you know, ask them how they got there, you know, interview them and whatnot, and then, you know, just ask them, what would you like for Christmas? This was one thing we could get you. You know, there was a time there a gentleman asked for a uh, bus ride back to New York so he could see his family. So, you know, we said, okay, we're going to go get it. And you could kind of tell he, he looked like, uh, these guys are not going to go get it, you know. And as soon as we came back, you know, it's on a video. You can check it out on Instagram. We gave him a mm-hmm. ticket, and he's just cussing with excitement because he was so happy. Now he can – I want to say that was Wisconsin, and it was freezing cold out there, and he was sleeping out in the snow. But, you know, we were able to bless him and give him a ticket to go back to his home or whatever. You know, there was another veteran, a homeless veteran that I saw in the trash can, digging in the trash can, and then, you know, we would go state to state and look for uh, – houseless individuals and I happened to see this gentleman digging in a trash can and I mean he was nice and clean you couldn't even tell he was homeless but you know he told us our story and you know we we interviewed him uh we posted him on Instagram and then next thing you know uh people were pouring out to get him hotel stays which you think he got uh two or three weeks worth of hotel stays just because of the the you know isn't that isn't that you know Sometimes you just don't realize what a gesture like that can mean to somebody. You do, because this is so a part of who your humanity is. I think that not everybody's going to go out there and be Wonder Woman and Spider Man, but doesn't mean that we can't show compassion, especially now. People living on the streets do have names. And if it was one thing I learned working with Share Hope USA um, from Russell and Simon was that homeless people have names. And right. imagine how it would be feel how it would feel to say, "How are you today, Dana?" I mean, really, I could. I'm sure there were times when you were very emotional. I, you know, I think about some of the people that I met many years ago. I have no idea where they are today or how they're doing. Uh, and I and I I don't know if you're able to stay in touch. Do you ever stay in touch with any of those like ch- young children that you would have met in the hospitals? Do they? Do you stay in touch with their parents to know how they're doing? Yeah, you know. Um... When I first started, uh, the first kid you'll probably see was a Spider-Man mask. Um, that was the first child that I began a mission with, and he passed away. And uh, I do keep in contact with his family because uh, it's a must that, you know, the people that you reach out to. There's a lot of people that I went on tour that I still, you know, build a relationship with, and we talk to each other through Instagram or Facebook, you know, and I feel that it's important to, you know, try to continue that relationship because, uh these kids need to remember those, have you know, remember those memories and know that somebody really does care about them, you know. Sure. 
And, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I do know the picture you're speaking of, and, and I'm sorry to hear that he passed. But I'm just thinking as a parent, you're a parent, I can just imagine. I, I Well, I'm trying to imagine what it must have been like for them to know what it meant for their son to have you visit. They'll never forget right. that. They will right. absolutely never forget that, and and nor will you, you know, no. I, nor will you. I, I'm sure that you must have a lot of feelings um, along the way. T- tell me about some of those feelings that have brought you so much joy. Do, I, I'm, I'm a story collector, so I, I love to hear stories. Give me, share a few with us. Um, you know, the one, that, that one was, uh, Diego was probably, uh, like I said, one of the most important, uh, kids because I, but, you know, I was there when he passed away and, you know, just, oh. I was there for my mother when she passed away. And a lot of things have happened to me, um, in my 43 plus years that, uh, you know, some people don't need to see, you know, and I never questioned God as to why, but. I just use all of these things that have happened to me as a sponge. And, you know, when I see other people that have dealt with death or held at gunpoint or, you know, been harassed by police, you know, I can relate to all of that so I can conversate with you about the same situation that you're going through because I've been through that already, you know. And and like I said, I'm not mad about all the stuff that, you know, has happened to me. I'm happy to be alive. I could have been dead when that guy put that gun to my head and took my money, but I'm still here. You know, and I these kids that I deal with every day, I'm able to talk to them and, you know, try to tell them that this, this is not the way. You know, you need to do something positive with your life. Don't be upset that you made a mistake right now. You know, get over it and, you know, start over again. But mm-hmm. but to, yeah. to talk about the, 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 the children that I see and engage with and, you know, just the feeling that I have, just enlightening them, them that day that I see them, for that 10 or 15 minutes brings me so much joy as well as them because, you know, there are kids right now in the hospital that can't get visits from their parents and they can't hug them because of this COVID, you know, and and thank God for uh, social media and our uh, way to contact each other through phones. They can still see their parents, you know? Yes. I I would imagine COVID has really affected what you do dramatically, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's affected me. I've, I just have to adjust and try to, I continue to do what I do, but in a, you know, a little safer way. I was already cleaning my hand, washing my hands and doing all that stuff. I'm a clean, neat freak anyway. So I was doing all the things that people are doing now, what they should have been doing as well. But mm-hmm. I still have to keep other people safe as to, you know, I don't want anyone to catch this COVID-19 or pass any germs or get anyone else sick, you know? Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking um, about Diego and, and having the fact that you were there with him. What, what, what about some of the other parents? What parents? I didn't mean to say parents. What about, what about some of the homeless veterans that you've you've met along the way? Um, a very a close one to me. Uh, I call him Uncle Felix. What I what I first did was when I started wearing this costume was I would take pictures with each person. And, uh, you know, with the suit on, and I would come bring it to you, you know, the following week when we come out to serve you again, you know. So that's an idea that I came up with. So I remember taking a picture of Felix's brother, which 
he passed away, you know, during that week after we left. And, you know, he was diabetic and he passed away. And his brother, Felix, didn't have a picture of his brother that passed away. But luckily I took a picture of them and I, you know, I told him I'd be back on Thanksgiving. I brought him food on Thanksgiving Day before I went to work. And then I gave him a picture of his brother. And I don't know if you saw the video. And, you know, it just, he just broke down crying because he didn't have a uh-huh. picture of his brother. You know, I was able to bless him with that, you know. This uh, is Felix. Is Felix is Diego's brother? No, he's uh, he's oh. a homeless oh, this gentleman. Is, this is a homeless yeah. gentleman. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um they they really do they do really struggle don't they and and in places like where you and I live where the weather for the most part is is you know temperate and people we don't we're not fighting with snow and horrible weather conditions people manage to be outside even though you know it's under the worst possible conditions imaginable um it's pretty tough. And when you went again um, as um, Deadpool um, on your Christmas, did you did you go to entirely – I know you went to all 50 states, but did you go to entirely different cities? Uh, yeah, this time around we, diff- we uh, kind of mixed it up and went to different cities. Okay. Any, any, any one of those – since that was just we're coming up on a year on that trip any anything memorable about that 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 you think oh my gosh i remember this one place when yeah you know that the guy that i spoke about earlier the veteran um from riley north carolina the guy who was digging in a trash can um that right that, that, that really kind of bothered me and touched me at the same time you know because it's in North Carolina. It was uh, Riley was nice, and just to see, you know, people not paying attention to what's going on out here. You know, these this is a man that uh, fought for, you know, our safety, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. I could never, I would never, I never wanted to sign up for the uh, army or any of that because that's just not me. But there are people mm-hmm. that are risking their lives for this country for us, you know. And to see him digging in that trash can, you know, and we're driving around looking for people and, you know, God is leading us to these people and to see him digging in that trash can and just watch other people walk by and not ask like, is anything I can do to get you a, you know, McDonald's hamburger, which is only a dollar, $2, you know, just to, to start a conversation with people, you know, people just ignore people out here. And that just, that just bothers me a lot. And that, I know. that Did, but that what, was one of the best parts of the tour was seeing, um, being able to help these people, you know, because you understood by conversation with him that he uh, was a homeless vet, and I know time is, you know, you you know you can't you're not spending a week in one location. Were you able to get any services for him? Did were you able to contact anybody, or or was he would he would he have even you know would he have even um, wanted that kind of assistance? Yeah, you know. Um... He also had lost his mother, uh, I want to say he told us a couple of weeks before that, you know, so I understood that part because I lost mine as well. And the, the best thing about the social media, Instagram, um, someone reached out and saw the story and, you know, were getting in contact with him to help him get the services. You know, a lot of these people um, don't have a car to go to this location or, you know, even have a phone. I don't even think he had a phone, but we got him a phone as well. But wow. they don't have any of that stuff to go to these places where they need to go to set up these appointments and stuff, you know. And 
that's why I say people just need to try to help people. Uh, you can't depend on um, everybody's waiting on the government to, to try to get these housing and this and that. But, I mean, some of these people you can help out by just, you know, providing them a resource or a place where they can go. You know, that doesn't cost you anything. I remember uh, when I was working with, with Russell, I, on the only reason we are not continuing to, to do this today is that they have relocated to um, Oregon. But what I remember um, learning about helping homeless people was to always have socks in the car. You know, you don't really think about the value of socks. You put them on, you put your shoes on, you're out, you're out the door, whatever. And it's, sometimes it's just that simple gesture of here's a bag of socks, here's a bottle of water, what is your name, is there anything I can do for you? And, you know, sometimes some, there's, some, there's a lot of mental illness out there. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. Right. Sometimes right. you can't always engage with somebody. They're fearful, and they aren't going to speak to you. But it doesn't hurt to offer. And, it, you know, it really sends a message. If if you're in the car with somebody else and you see a person standing with a sign somewhere in a medium and you hand them something, that person that's in the car with you, that's a message for them too. Like, gosh, I never would have thought to do that. Just right. that simple thing make, could could make the difference for somebody. And you then become a superhero in your in your own in your own way. Because you, you've done all this traveling and, you know, I, I understand that most of it was by vehicle and you had to fly, it's it's still not free. So how have you been able to fund all your tours? Um, you know, like I said, GoFundMe. Um, we've tried to raise money through uh, using Patreon now because um, What is even, Patreon, Yuri? You know, I'm not familiar with Patreon. I've never heard of that. Well, what it basically is is just say. Uh, we have seven different tiers. Um, I think the first one is three dollars, five dollars, twenty, twenty-five, fifty, and probably a hundred or something like that, right? And what you do uh-huh. is just say you want to do. Marcia signs up for three dollars a month. Um, just say you can cancel at any time you feel like it, but just say you 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 know do it for the whole year. So that's three times twelve, and that's that's money that we can have and use to do our activities, you know, art, art, uh, healing workshops with the homeless or elderly kids, STEM bags, and just all types of different events that we can do with your donation because you're providing, you know, $3 to us every month, you know, and if I could get just say a hundred people to sign up for $3, that's $300 that we have every month to continue doing what we do. Oh man. So it's, it, is it really similar to PayPal and Venmo and those kinds of things? And you can just set up a, a, a continuous, ongoing deduction. Yes, basically oh, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! Does it, is there a cost to you for that, Yuri? Do you have to uh, pay no. some kind of service charge? No, no service oh, charge. No. Gosh, would you spell how how to spell that? Oh, it's on your website. I, I you know, yeah. I really should. I should really direct people um it's definitely on your website and my god yuri i I mean looking at your website right now it just cracks me up because you got steve harvey on there and you got the folks from access hollywood on there and you've got all these different people on there were you on steve harvey's show well he mentioned me um i wasn't i didn't physically get a chance to go on there but he did mention me for about a good two or three minutes wonderful wonderful but you've also you've been 
you're a, you are a humble guy. I know that about you because you have been recognized um, in our community and in Long Beach, haven't you? You people, have, you've you've been given proclamations, haven't you? Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. And I tell people I love to be honored in this and that, but I don't I don't do it for that. You know I know I, know. I, I have to go on these shows to promote myself and whatnot, but. At the end of the day, I'd rather just the mask on and, and do the work. You know, that's that's just me. If people had a suggestion, like for instance, I'm just thinking about you know I'm a connector. Um, um, I guess because of COVID, and that's just so unfortunate right now. You you wouldn't be allowed to go to Children's Hospital L A at this time, um, would you? No, I no. mean you know I was, there's a kid uh, in there that I was I saw the other day. He was looking out his window. So what I might do is ask them, could I come in the parking lot and just wave to the kids, you know, and oh. give, them some, uh, give them some bags or, or steam bags or something, you know, just just something to uplift them because I I could uh, I I would just hate to be in that room every day and not be able to give visits, you know. Really, I I can't imagine that that would be discouraged, just like people on the opposite end of the spectrum, Yuri, where they've got their elderly parents and nursing care and they or nursing homes I should say and they can't get in to see their, their, their families but maybe somebody can come to a window and wave. I I would imagine that, you know, for children to see like, oh my God, Spider Man just came and waved to me must just mean the world to those children. Right. Gosh. I I don't I don't know I don't know how you do your time management. I I I I marvel at the fact that uh you're able to do what you do and work full time at the same way. I I you took a whole month off work to um go, didn't you, and and take this tour? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've told people this, you know, like I missed out on a lot of overtime and this and that, but I mean, I even asked—I had to ask my daughter if I could go, and if she told me I couldn't go, then I wasn't going to go. You know, I, I put her before anything, and she gave me the blessings to be able to go, and I'm thankful that she did because I've been able to help so many people. Right, right, and I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your website right now, and you do have a very easy way for people to contribute and and get involved, and I think that that's. That's that's just wonderful. Um, since you since you returned in this, de, you know, you returned in December. It was December of nineteen when you did this, and then the pandemic hit. You know, just several months later. How are you? How are you getting your mission out there for people that that don't really know what you do? Uh, just basically, you know, promoting it through uh, social media. Um, okay. Like we have a uh, backpack drive coming up on the fifth oh. in the city of Long Beach. I'm trying to uh, on the September fifth is going to be the uh, Long Beach drive, and then uh, September twelfth is going to also be a, a steam bag giveaway in the city of Long Beach. But what I want to do is take this uh, steam bag to every city in LA and surrounding areas. But uh, you know the bags are pretty costly to put all the items that I need in there. But I'm willing to. What I'm going to do again, which I did on Easter, was deliver, um, you know, bags to uh, kids at their home, drop it on their porch, and wave at them from a distance, you know. Nice. I'm I'm looking at your event page right now, Yuri, 
and I see uh-huh. that you have this back backpack giveaway in Long Beach. I don't live in Long Beach. The people that are living in New York that are listening don't live in Long Beach. But that doesn't mean that they can't help contribute. Would you write right. whether they want right. to help through back help through the backpack drive? And you and you mentioned the steam art kits. Um, tell me what some of the items are that are that are in these um, these bags. Uh, you know, the steam is, stands for uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and uh, math. So what we're going to do is provide uh, worksheets for the kids to do in there as well as have supply art supplies and um, canvases and stuff for the kids to create, you know, their own masterpieces in there, you know. And um, I've always been a different art and music as growing up and I always will be. And um, thanks to uh, my art director, Juan Carlos, uh, for stepping mm-hmm. forth and, you know, deciding to come up with this, like, this great idea. You know, hopefully I can take it from – city to city i would i wouldn't even mind taking it from all the states and cities in california i wouldn't mind driving around and you know setting this up every weekend if it's possible but i need the mm-hmm. donations in order to do that you know right i i'm just thinking about your lifestyle and i and i and and this thought just came you know it's just it's funny how things come to us and if you could have three dreams where you could say i i want to grant you three dreams that could come true for you, what would they be? Um, I, I would love to win the lottery. I'd that love for you to win the lottery. Right. I, I mean, I, I would try to, I would try to uh, band-aid this homeless situation through myself and use the, the direction that I would like to use instead of the one that they're currently using and see if that would work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what am I to be? Uh, Man. Yes, like if you could wave a magic wand, you know, first of all, I think we would all wish that COVID would go away. But since, oh, it, you know what? since it, what? You just thought of uh, something. I want to visit uh, the seven continents as well. I've done the 50 states, so I want to be able to visit the seven continents and help people in other countries too. Wow, that's you need you need a sponsor. You need somebody yeah. that's got the big Please. bucks. You need you need Please. somebody that has the big bucks that that says to you, Yuri, I, I you've been working in the probation department for over twenty years. You have a heart of gold and I am behind you and I wanna make this happen for you. I I that, I'm gonna tell you that isn't Maybe one of, I mean, you said that a dream would be to visit all those continents. I'm going to tell you that that's my dream for you, and I know that people have words mean a lot to them, manifestations, mindfulness, all of those words that seem to be part of my vocabulary today. And I just putting it out in the universe and saying, use me. I, I am yeah. here to do the work. I'm not work, afraid of the work. Just help me do it, right? Yep. It would it. just that that is it, it. I know it sounds really simple, but you figure that between all the followers that you have on Instagram and your social media, and you're everywhere. I mean, you're like me. You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram, and you have two different um, Instagram pages, just like I do. One is a future superhero, and one is a future uh, future superhero and friends. All of those things, all you have to do, frankly, is just Google Yuri Williams, 
And if you don't know how to spell that, please let me do that for you now. It's Y-U-R-I Williams, just the way you would think. And you are you are so out there and available um, for people. Does the does the does the probation department are they are they um, in partnership with you? Are are they able? I know that that's a, a city um, job, but are they able to do drives and do things to help you collect things as well? No, they can't. No. They're not allowed to. Well, so then you know then they're, that then that's what it is. But I bet. Are there are there way that people can volunteer and help you? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely need. Uh, we're looking for volunteers. Uh, you must all you have to do is be able to smile and <laughs> and be out there and wherever we go, and that's about it. Do you if so if um so if somebody wanted to volunteer, they could just really go to your website and they could um um put their name there, and then would you get in touch with them as far as where they might be going? Yeah, yeah, all of that information. And once you just click on there and um, click, I believe it's booking or um, okay. um, contact. I'm sorry, contact. If you hit the contact tab up there, then you could just uh, send me an email and I'll get back to you. Perfect. That That's great. And you do have some really, you really do have some, some nice things on this. So I hope somebody helps you with this because I know, I know just with what I do, um, there's a lot of moving pieces just in social media alone. And I don't know if you are that person for your organization as well. Do you have anybody that helps you with some of these things? Oh, yeah. We have uh, board members that help us out here. Oh, good. Good. Tell me a little bit about your board members. How many people serve on your board? Uh, we currently have six. Um, okay. One part. Juan Carlos is uh, one of our board directors, Angie Deegan, uh, Debbie, I cannot say Debbie's last name. I know she's going to laugh. She's probably this. <laughs> oh, gosh. And okay. I, well, I, also on his wife. Oh, nice. So that that's good because it really, well, you know, you're a 501c3, so, yes, I, I know now a little bit about that, that you do, you're required to have a board. And yes. how do you meet quarterly? How often do you guys get together? Yeah, quarterly, but we we get together more than that. Right. That's well, because I'm sure you're friends, and yeah. if you could just like, I don't know, I, you know, I'm 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 looking at your face, Yuri, and I because you know when I was in the studio, it was so um, personal to to just have that that immediate connection with people because you're actually looking into their faces and and ex- and experiencing them and I'm sure that that's how it must feel for you do you do you find yourself do you go down to skid row or some of the places that that are really troubled right now oh yeah yeah I still you know like I said I do the social distancing and still you know interact with people but I think the hardest part Dealing with this COVID is not being able to hug people, you know, like these little right. kids that used to hugging me. You know, here and there I'll sneak one in, let you get away with one, but I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want people complaining, saying, oh, you shouldn't be hugging these kids and doing this and that. But Right. Right. I, I know. Well, you know, we're all missing hugs, um, and children particularly, or just grandparents that wish they could be hugging their their grandchildren and then when you're a a kid in trouble 
or as you mentioned, um, you know, a homeless man or woman in trouble and the, and the missions. I mean, we see this everywhere. Uh, and I would presume that by by people listening, that you know they can to help further your cause, so that you know I know you've been featured on some of the local news stations, haven't you? Yeah, uh, NBC and uh, Fox. Yeah. Good. That's good because I, they do they do a food drive, don't they, with Ralph's Market? I think. Yeah. Were you able to Were you able to be part of that? No, you know, with this COVID, I don't. You know, I'm trying not to. Get them get in the mix with some of their stuff so they have the right amount of volunteers or whatever you know. But right. I'm, I'm still right. trying to do my too as well, you know. I do. How do you how do you how do you balance all of this out in your life between your job and your and your superhero life? Where where do you where do you go inside you, Yuri, for balance and to just some, you know, self-care for yourself? You know, Marcia, probably, uh, to be honest, uh, I think sports has uh, been like a stress relief for me, you know, even mm-hmm. from the Y and all that stuff. Um, now I'm able to uh, do um, meditate by myself and, you know, stretching and doing different type of things to just ease my mind. You know, I'm not a I don't get angry a lot. It takes a lot to get me mad unless I'm playing basketball, yeah. you know. <laughs> you could, you, you're witness to that. You know what happens yeah. when I get mad. But, Other yeah. than that, it takes a lot to get me upset, and I'm able to just just be calm and collective and just think about stuff that I can do to help people and not get involved with negativity. You know, I try to stay as far away as negativity as possible. I remember my mom always told me, you know, be positive. She used to preach that to me every day. I mean, every day for like 18 years, and I got tired of hearing it. But, you know, as you get older, you're looking back, and you're like, okay, now I get it, you know. And that's right. what I do every day. positive, you know. I, I think that meditation right now is probably what's helping a lot of people get by. And meditation can be defined in so many ways it's like saying religion you know there's all kinds of religions there's all kinds of meditations but i know for myself that sometimes you just have to quiet your mind so that you can replenish so that you can do your 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 paid job so that you can do your your volunteer job because certainly you don't get paid for doing this and Pardon me? Oh, sorry. No, you're right. You're right. Oh, I, oh okay. Um, and so, you know, I, in order to do that, we all have to replenish our own spirit, whether it means sitting out in the backyard and appreciating the butterflies or, you know, just being in a stretching position. Do you do yoga too? Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny. When I was in college, uh, I had to take that class, and I do do a little bit of it here and there, but, uh-huh. I, I really, I can't do too much, but I I do a little bit. Yeah, I bet you miss playing ball, don't you? Oh man, I actually I haven't played in probably two years, but I actually do now. That's funny. So do you watch it? Are you happy to have sports back on TV? Uh, I am, but I can't I can't get into that new camera angle that they have. You know, it's just like a video game look to me. I'm not used to it. I'm I'm adjusting to it, but you know, I'm I'm glad they're back. Right, for 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 so many of us that are you you know me I'm 
I'm I'm a sports fan, and oh, yeah. it, it, I'm uh, today's a big day if you're a Clipper fan. It'll be a bigger day for for the Laker people in a couple of days. But you know, for those of us that um, love basketball, um, I'm certainly enjoying the fact that I can sit and watch a Clipper game on TV tonight, even though you know I'm not in the stadium cheering them on. I, I I think we do we do need to find balance, and you know when you think back on your life, and I know your mom was an enormous influence on you. You do realize that you two are a very enormous influence on your daughter as well, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, you know what? Uh, what I really you know when I took her out there a couple of times, I didn't think she was paying attention, and uh, one day her mom called me and told me. You know, they saw a homeless person on the street, and they were walking by him, and she kind of, like, stopped and pushed her mom back and reached into her pocket, and I think she had a couple dollars, and she handed it to him. And, you know, her mom texted me and told me what she did, and, you know, I almost cried, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she's she's watching me, you know. She is. Our children are watching us. And um, I think that that's just a, a wonderful that's just a wonderful story, and I know that that means a lot to both of you. To, I mean, you you don't get to see her as often as you'd like, so it's right. it's great that you're able to do that. When you when you look back and you think, okay, here's how I was as a kid, knowing what you know today about who you are, the Yuri Williams of today, what kind of advice do you think you would have given that ten year old kid? Just not to give up and not listen to people telling you that you can't do something. That's that's one thing that, you know, a lot of people, I never had a bad a teacher tell me, you know, you're not going to amount to anything or nothing like that. But these these teachers should be encouraging these kids, you know, even if they feel that this kid is not capable of doing, you know, A-plus work, you know, still encourage that kid to give a best effort and encourage them to do what's right, you know. And it's, it's always mm-hmm. – that one teacher that says uh, you're not going to amount to nothing, and you know that inspires these people to be the next uh, LeBron James and stuff like that, you know. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's the way to encourage people is that way. But you know, people want to prove people that they, you know, that they're wrong. Then that's, you know, that's that's fine and dandy. But I don't like that people down people like that, especially at mm-hmm. a young age. Mm-hmm. I know I I'm I'm journaling and uh, and sometimes you know it, you you start looking um at values and beliefs and and what we what you what you value what I value what others value and when those common values come together it's so powerful isn't it it's just right. so right. powerful and I think the more that people talk about what we can do opposed to what we can't do then it's it's a win-win it's it's a it's in the basketball term it's a slam dunk it's that three-pointer it's that shot from this from the center court all of those those you know it's in baseball it's that home run whatever whatever words that work for you as you're listening to this it's just that way it's that way of saying all right I I've been listening to this guy Yuri Williams talk about what he's done, talk about 
how people can get involved regardless of where they live. Maybe maybe you're listening somewhere and you are inspired by Yuri to say, darn, I think I could do something like that. Maybe I could dress up as a superhero. Maybe it's not Spider-Man. Maybe it's Wonder Woman. Maybe I'm a woman that wants to get out and and be that, that superhero. And you don't have to know what I look like, you, but you recognize me. And, and, you, and you think, wow, what is Wonder Woman doing here? What is, she, what is she going to do? And keeping that social distance, I recognize that that's very difficult, but there are still ways of getting around it where you can get the message out, don't you think? Right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the man that you are. You're... You're you're doing what would make your mom so proud, and everyone that knows you, from those guys back in the gym to to your buddy um, Rodney Smith Jr. Um, all of those all of those people that you've met along the way, you've all really you've all really touched yourself. And will Rodney continue to mow lawns? I mean, I guess that there is some social distancing that way, isn't there? Yeah, I mean he's he's still. Uh, I guarantee you right now, you can probably look on his page. He's mowing the lawn right now. I could put my life on that. <laughs> wow, that is that's well, that's terrific. And you know, maybe if he gets back on the road again in 2021, maybe you won't do it in 2020, but maybe back in 2021, perhaps you'll find yourself on the road again. Oh God, that's another song. Never mind. And um, oh God. And 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 join him as you as you cut down you know, here's a metaphor that I'm just thinking about. As he's cutting the grass, cutting down something else, you're cutting down the where a system might be broke and you make the difference. And so you're gonna get through those weeds of unhappiness or you're going to be able at some point to get back into those hospitals or like your backpack um, um, contributions. I mean, that can still happen. Uh, you're going to still do that, correct, even though there's going to be social distancing. You'll be able to have people um, drop off their their um, items. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. for sure. All right. So that's great. So that's September 5th. That isn't very far away. And then... On the 12th is when you start delivering them. Is that right, Yuri? Yeah, we're going to deliver those uh, steam bags in uh, the city of Los Angeles. And if anybody wanted to purchase an item to keep those steam bags going, um, you can get that from the Amazon wish list on the website as well. Oh, that's that's great. I'll make sure that I indicate this in case people are not taking notes to uh, let them know that they can go to the the Wish, the Amazon Wish, and donate items for the STEAM um, art kit giveaway. And then I guess I'm looking at your, in October, um, you have another plan as well, right? Yeah, I'm trying to uh, hopefully reach out to uh, Compton and uh, Watts and Los Angeles, surrounding areas of Los Angeles, and just keep this going while these kids are at home, give them something fun to do, you know. Well, I thought of another connection for you that I'll talk with you about off the air. Um, that that might that might be a good place to also connect. But uh-huh. I just want to thank you so much, really, for just being the human that you are, for doing what you're doing that 
absolutely supports your mother, that that influences your daughter, and that that influences those of us that are listening. Because honestly, I, I think you you're a superhero in my book, and I think that if every single person that listened today could just throw a few bucks your way. It will keep the cause alive, and yeah. I know you're not going to let money stop you, but I would no. certainly like those that are listening to really join in in this cause of, of helping Yuri get this message across. Yuri, it's, it's just been an absolute pleasure spending this hour with you. Thank you, much. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you as well, and I hope that you've all enjoyed this show, and I will have another interesting show next week because that's just how it works. Every Monday in October, in October, I see how I'm pushing myself out there. Uh, in August, there are five Mondays in August, so I have another two shows before the end of this month. But for all of you listening, thanks for your support because conversations plus connections really means community. And what's your story? You've just heard Yuri's. So thanks once again, Yuri. I'm going to let you think about what you're going to do next in your day. Stay cool. We're having a heat wave. Oh, my God, that's another song. And um, <laughs> dang, it's just like a jukebox. It never stops. What can I tell you? I, and, you know, you. I, it, I, what can I tell you? It's just how I roll. So until next time, everybody, I'm going to say goodbye to Yuri. And everybody, have a lovely, lovely week. Bye for now, everybody. Bye-bye.